Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz begins now. Hey, welcome again to our At The Movies podcast. Bravo, bravo. Sitting on a server somewhere in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm Luke Katz. I think so. And joining us as always from WTOP and Vulture, Jen Cheney. Bravo. She's the arbiter of good taste. And yes, he's come out of retirement yet again this week. Our very own Arch Campbell. Actually, this week I'm taking retirement. And we're going to let our friend, you know, we have this uh, segment, Jen, mm-hmm. um, the guest critic. Yes. Where our friends call up and tell us what they're watching, what they like. I think that that's a valuable feature, don't you? I think you? so, too. I think, you know, the the vox populi, mm-hmm. we call it, the voice of the people. And well, so, some of them are pro- legitimate professionals. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some. <laughs> Legitimate. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that. I've been thinking about a new feature, though, before we get to our guest critics, uh, that I want to throw at you, Jen. Mm-hmm. The name of the new feature is, what's your favorite movie? How, how many times do people ask you that? A, a lot, and I'm always, I never know what to say. <laughs> well, um, me too. And I was thinking, one reason I never know what to say is my favorite movie changes Mm -hmm. from week to week from time to time uh you know i always have a different answer uh and you're talking all time or just your favorite movie of the moment well i mean you know they don't they they just say what's your favorite movie Mm -hmm. so you you can uh twist it (laughs) any way you want so you have a little mental file of of your favorites and you just pop one out right so Mm -hmm. i think next week we're going to add the feature what's your favorite movie and it can be at this time of your life in your entire life in the last five minutes, what's your favorite movie? Okay. So, you know, I think to... we should try to also maybe sometimes genre specific it, you know, like okay. what's your favorite thriller? What's your favorite mm-hmm. rom com? Oh, I like that. Okay. All right. See, this thing has legs. Oh, this yeah. This can go for weeks and weeks. <laughs> we'll, we'll milk it to death. Trust, <laughs> trust us. <laughs> so, meantime, while we think about that, Let's go to some of our friends and what their favorite movie is, or at least what they've seen lately that they like. This is our Guest Critic Parade. ABC 7's Kid O'Shea. I'm going to make two recommendations, and uh, I want to see if you agree with me. I'm going to say, before Oscar Sunday, make sure you see 1917 and see it in the theaters. I think you'll enjoy the Oscars much more uh, on Sunday if you've seen the film. It really was spectacular from the music uh, to the cinematography, and it's up for so many awards, you know, um, and it's already won a lot uh, in the other awards shows. The second one I would say, and this is going to be hard for people because they get caught up in the fact that it's subtitled, uh, is See Parasite. Mm. Um, by wow. the end of the film, I felt like I was actually speaking or understanding their language, that I wasn't even reading the subtitles anymore, and it really is a great film, uh, and has a shot at winning Best Picture. So uh, I think you're going to have a fun night if you see those two films. Those would be my two recommendations. If I can get one more in there, hang oh, on, I yeah. one more. Uh, hey, it's it's a podcast. <laughs> We're here all night. <laughs> Great. I did not think I was going to like Ford versus Ferrari. I was like, what am I going to like a yeah. movie about race cars, you know, and uh, from the 60s, you know, and it just didn't seem like it was going to be my kind of film. I was pleasantly surprised at how well done that film was as well. And it is not 
a, a race car movie. It is, but it isn't. So um, that might be another one. Don't just push it off because you see the word Ford versus Ferrari. Really a spectacular story. Here's Russell Williams, a videographer and two-time Oscar winner. I was really impressed with Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought that would have gotten in there. I, I was really impressed with a movie that wasn't really something that the Academy talked about, but uh, Naomi Harris in Black and Blue. Mm-hmm. I thought the performances in this movie, Waves, were, were really strong, even though the movie's Structurally, the movie got a little long, but the first part of that movie, uh, Kelvin Harrison should have had a nomination without any real uh, question. Did you see Queen and Slim? I did see Queen and Slim, and, and, I, and I, I liked most of what happened in the film in the sense that they really did take time to kind of develop the, the black love story in there. And, of course, they're on the run, so it's somewhat Bonnie and Clyde and, and, and somewhat other buddy chase films. But I, I also thought that some of the portrayal of the police scenes was, was a little stereotypical. And there was one officer that I had assumed would come out somewhere in the press and say, hey, you know, these people had me right where they wanted me and they didn't kill me. So it, there's got to be more to the story than the way the media is portraying it. But um, I, whether that was an Academy Award nominee, not sure. You know, but it, it, was, it, was, a, it, was, it was fun. And, and see, that's always the, the you know, where the line has to be drawn. It could be a good move. It could have been entertaining. Movie producer Kathy Vance. I have one. Mm-hmm. I recently watched A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm. and it's one of those movies that I never thought I was going to watch, but it was the cheapest one on uh, Netflix. <laughs> so I said, well, what the heck? I'll, I'll just watch it. And I'm going to tell you, I left that movie feeling like I wanted to be a better person. Mm. Because I saw the grace of of Fred Rogers and the the devotion to just being kind and making children's lives better and informing them. And and they really depicted him well. Tom Hanks did an incredible job. I mean, you, you really felt like you were, were watching Mr. Rogers and it was in the beginning it was a little odd, but what was also nice is that it was not just a biopic about Fred Rogers. I learned that the, the story was based on a writer who had written an article on Fred Rogers for Esquire. And he was a bit of a misanthrope, kind of a miserable guy who, <laughs> through his, his interviews with Fred Rogers, found light in his life. Wow. And, and so... So it really was a story of inspiration and hope and and relationships. So I, I would recommend it. Don't run from it, even if it sounds corny. From the Donnie Simpson Afternoon Show on Magic 102 here in Washington and also from Channel 9 Television, here's Tony Perkins. I wrestled with this because there's been so much talk about this movie and it won Best Picture this year, but I've selected Parasite. Mm. And the reason for that is I saw it before the Oscars because I try to see everything so I have a sense of, uh, you know, what's going to happen that night. Right. I thought it was such an original movie, which you don't see much these days. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a great dramatic piece, a great satire something I'd never seen before. I, and I thought the performances were great. My one thing about it um, that I, was, I didn't love, 
I thought it took a turn at the end without giving too much away, although I'm sure you guys have talked about it ad nauseum. It took a turn at the end where it almost became a different movie. It became like a Jordan Peele movie all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. and that seemed out of left field. So I wasn't crazy about that. But other than that, I thought it was a very original story. Arch Campbell and Jen Chaney coming back in a moment with a few final thoughts. But first, once again, we shamelessly plug Hound Radio. Check this out. Hound Radio and Madame Tussauds here in Washington, D.C. gives you a chance to rub your droopy ears with some of your favorite Hollywood A-listers, athletes, musicians, the political elite, and even all 45 U.S. presidents. Imagine getting this close to JFK, Brad Pitt, Ovi from the Caps, Stephen Colbert, and so many more. Plus, Madame Tussauds Alive in AR puts you in the middle of a 360-degree, fully immersive, augmented reality experience. Witness seeing Martin Luther King Jr.'s iconic I Have a Dream speech. I have a dream today. And their new ultimate virtual reality coaster takes you to the top of the tallest skyscraper and back down in an intense experience. It's even better than an exhilarating roller coaster ride. Win a family four-pack of tickets to Madame Tussauds here in D.C. when you register now at houndradio.com. Whether it's AR or VR, you are invited to hours of fun at Madame Tussauds with Hound Radio. At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Chaney, and Lou Katz comes to you from the secret underground bunker studios of the Katz Podcasting System. So, Lou, we'll all be listening to Hound Radio. Right. And uh, we'll be back next week to uh, catch up on everything and to look forward to uh, all the good stuff coming for the spring. Yes, we've got a lot of TV to talk about. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for you. You have put me on to uh, some of the best stuff. And uh, I'm going to start on Macmillions. I meant to tell you, I watched the second episode of the fourth season of BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. where they, he goes to the cabin and mm-hmm. and, and uh, his grandparents' uh, spirit is there. And uh, it was just, you're right, every season of BoJack, there's something that's just outstanding. Yeah. So I'm working on that. Good. And we'll see you next week. That's right. After our two-week little vacation. And speaking of vacation, thought we'd wrap up this special review of the Critics Podcast with a classic from the Go-Go's.
This is the Cats Podcasting System.